Hello and welcome back. I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Tara. And this is Pod Save My 20s. We are recording right now on Saturday, actually four days after the 2020 election. So whenever you're listening to this, that is the moment of time in which we are existing right now. I think it's a little bit important to note that as we go into this episode you know it was a tense week it was a hard week it ultimately ended up to go the way that we had hoped Mm -hmm. and I would imagine most of you listening as well if not then this might be the wrong podcast (laughs) for you just to be perfectly honest but I think it really did it was still a reminder that there's a lot of work to be done still and you know just because we were able to like use our vote to to change the people who are in charge it doesn't like change everything voting doesn't like vote away the hard stuff the reason why we're in this situation in the first place i guess even though the election turned out the way we were hoping there's still a lot of groundwork to be done this doesn't mean that everything's solved automatically we still have a lot to do but this is i think a good starting point to be able to actually make some headway now instead of being fought back every step of the way it feels but yeah It's been a stressful week, but we're here, and it's ended up pretty well at the end, so that's always good. Yeah, and I think we're going to jump right in then, and last week we kind of started off with uh, our moment of truth, which is how we're going to open up our podcast for the week moving forward, and moment of truth is when we catch up on our week together, and we talk about a distinct moment that we had, and why it resonated with us. It's like a mental warm-up and introduction for us, and for you all, before we dive right into our next topic. So with that, Tara, what's your moment of truth for this week? I know it was a full week. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to to assign one. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that's really standing out to me in this moment is on the actual election night, I was with two friends we were just like watching the results come in and we we knew that it wasn't gonna like we weren't gonna know that night but at the beginning when the first votes were counted things were like not looking as good as we had hoped Mm -hmm. and the three of us kind of just like had a moment had our own moment of truth at that time honestly yeah and it's kind of funny because we actually were like what can we do to just like make ourselves feel better right now Mm -hmm. and we had just watched the episode of Schitt's Creek where David, Moira, and mm-hmm. Alexis pray together. They oh. like hold hands and say a prayer. <laughs> it's this really wholesome moment where it's three people who like don't even know what they believe in, yeah. but they just want something to work mm-hmm. and like want to see like people they care about succeed. And then we did the same thing. And (laughs) so, sorry, that was a really long way of saying that while we were watching the election, the three of us decided to like say a little blessing, say a little prayer together. Mm -hmm. That's a Jewish person, a Catholic person, and someone who is agnostic really in that moment being like, if nothing else, we can do this. And it made me feel a lot better. And then things turned around. So, you know, our blessing, our prayers were answered. Yes. Um, but it's not it's not about praying sometimes you have to pray with your feet which means running to the polls Mm -hmm. yeah and everything else that comes with that what was was your moment of truth i feel like yeah i've had so many moments of truth this week i had a literal moment of truth where i said moment of truth but 
It's not on the cusp of anything great. It was just when I was printing my litho stone for the first time and <laughs> peeling off my first print. Before you peel it off, you say, like, moment of truth. Or I literally did say that, you know, to see how it actually turned out. And it actually turned out way better than I thought it was, so that's good. Maybe that's kind of a metaphor for this week. <laughs> so that was a literal moment of truth that I had. Yeah, we can get more into an emotional one. I was really grumpy on Monday or Wednesday after the election. I didn't think it was going to affect me that much, and it did. And then I had to go to class, and I had a very emotional time in class for some reason. And I was realizing how much I was affected that day, and I didn't really have an outlet for it. <laughs> so I was just kind of seated in that. But I was like, you got to let yourself be okay with you know having a harder day and yeah even <laughs> in class having a harder day but yeah different moments of truth for throughout the week yeah anyone listening to this would probably agree with that just an interesting week for reflection yeah and coming face to face with what's hard in our world right now and kind of this communal hard that I know a lot of us felt and like <laughs> together maybe not physically together but so this is our second attempt at recording and hopefully it's going well. We spent a lot of time working with the audio from our first recording and learning what works and what doesn't work and mm -hmm. how to edit and really everything that goes along with podcasting and trying all this out for the first time. So we also wanted to get feedback from other people. Mm -hmm. So we shopped around our first episode with our friends and had them listen and kind of tell us what they were thinking, what they were hearing, and making sure it all kind of lined up with what we wanted yeah. them to hear, what we wanted the listener to take away from this. Mm -hmm. And so there were a couple things that, that they brought up that we wanted to touch on and make sure that it's crystal clear to you as listeners who we are and what this podcast podcast is and who it's for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this podcast is for literally anyone in their 20s. It's for anyone regardless of your gender expression, your race, your ethnicity, religion, etc. As long as you are not racist, sexist, or homophobic, this is a space for you. So yeah. whoever you are, welcome to our community and we're happy to have you here. Yeah, so as we mentioned before, this podcast is obviously from our points of view and we come from the specific perspective of of being white and female identifying. So I know maybe if we have some male friends who want, or male identifying friends who want to listen, they're welcome to listen as well and participate and all of that. And we're passionate about making this an inclusive space for everyone, for all 20-somethings and not even 20-somethings <laughs> to come in and learn along with us and chat with us and connect with us and bring in any ideas and perspectives and thoughts that you have and want to share, especially if they're unique or if you find that you want to find some, some community. I guess, you know, learn and grow with us. With that, let's get to our topic of the week. So our topic for today, we are talking about building friendships in your 20s. And we said before, this is a really hard one. At least for us, we both have, I think, different experiences, but equally challenging mm -hmm. in terms of building community during this time in our lives. And I think that we have some things to say about it, maybe. Yeah. Um, we found some cool articles to help guide our conversation today. We're gonna like really dive into 
our own personal experience with this and hopefully that can help you figure out things too. (laughs) Yeah. And we welcome your responses to our conversations too. And we'll read it and we can talk about it next time too. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing we're going to talk about is this article that we found from The Every Girl. Right. So we're going to start off with number one with, I guess, their tips. Yeah. Tip number one. Do what you love and others will find you. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm going to read the whole thing real quick just because I feel like the description helps a little bit. We often get told to be yourself and there's a reason for that. If you go into a situation being yourself, you will draw others like you to you. If you're basic or extra or weird or ordinary, (laughs) let it shine because you are not alone in the world and there are others waiting for you to shine your beacon in the sky. I love this. We were all made differently and uniquely and we are not meant to dim our life just because it shines a little too bright for somebody else. Yes, you go. Enjoy your life. Live it to the fullest and let your light draw your people like moss to a flame. Okay. These are so inspiring. This is already so cheesy. It's so cheesy. <laughs> but I think there is value in this still, yeah. even through the cheesiness. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. And I think that's another kind of hard aspect about being in your 20s, though, too, is we're kind of still trying to figure out who we are, right? And I think that this is a hard lesson to learn because we're so used to trying to do what society expects from us. Mm hmm. And I think that the only way we're actually able to find your people is like by really being yourself and not thinking about what you look like to other people because I don't know, that's, I'm not saying that's how I want to. I I get it because it's like you're not trying to fit yourself into a group. You're trying to just find your group that you fit in with already. Yeah, it's an organic process. It's kind of cheesy, but like your vibe attracts your tribe. (laughs) (laughs) I've not heard that. Really? And like you're never going to be happy it with quote unquote friends if you don't feel comfortable and like yourself yeah. and like you can be fully you mm-hmm. around them mm-hmm. and so I think that this is so important and I think that's where you have to start is by mm-hmm. not only like being fully you but like figuring out how you can you yourself can embrace that yeah no I think that's a really good point and as you're saying it I'm like thinking of times when I felt uncomfortable and I wondered why at the time and I was always like oh like in my head you're thinking like I can't fit in here like something's wrong with me I'm so uncomfortable why isn't this working but it's not it's not you and it's not necessarily them either but it is at the same time it's like it's not your your tribe it's not where you feel comfortable then it's maybe not the best fit for you and that should be okay to acknowledge and be like or not just okay but encouraged to acknowledge so that you can find your people and the people that you feel comfortable around and ready to be vulnerable with and like yeah really truly be who you are totally this actually goes really seamlessly into this next the second tip which is get comfortable being alone yeah so i'm gonna read what this says it Mm -hmm. says it may seem contradictory to making friends but it's really important to be comfortable with who you are being alone with who you are is important because if you don't love being with yourself it makes it harder to draw others to you okay i disagree with that not in the sense of that it makes it harder or not i just think that like your being loved by others shouldn't be dependent on your own self-image and self-worth that's like an impossible standard to hand to people but I think it does say a lot like get comfortable being alone is important yeah and it is part of the key to being yourself Mm -hmm. I think yeah I mean I think 
that's when you really get to kind of hear the thoughts rattling around in your head a little bit more. <laughs> get to know who you are and how you kind of deal with different things, especially coming right out of college. In college, you're kind of always around people, usually living with other people, and you're never truly alone in a certain sense. But in my 20s, I found like this certain sort of solitude and alone time that you end up having, but it's been yeah. beneficial. Yeah, like learning how to appreciate the quietness and your inner world and like exploring that is really cool and also I think that that in and of itself is maybe a whole other topic I think so too <laughs> needless to say it is important to be comfortable with yourself yeah and I think that plays right into what we started out with which was the idea of being who you are mm -hmm. and so I think those go hand in hand and and that's that part I will fully agree with yeah tip number three is to take a class I like how it went from more kind of these abstract ideas to a very literal like this is a tip take a class so it says taking a class is a great way to explore what you enjoy and meet others who are coming together to learn something too most of the time when we are learning we are in a state of curiosity with an open mind and excitement we are seeking new information and tools learning is fun <laughs> and it's a great opportunity to meet others who share your interests <laughs> classes can be a skill builder craft related athletic or centered around anything that excites you there are all sorts of organizations clubs and gyms that offer just the right class for you to meet someone new okay honestly when i think about it like a lot of the friends that i've just made in ann arbor was from going to the climbing gym that kind of built my community and yeah is, is part of my community yeah definitely still there you're gonna find the people who you have something in common with by taking a class or spending time doing something you like around other people you know in a communal setting so mm -hmm. I think it makes sense I think it can be really hard to find especially right now with the pandemic yeah I don't know how like realistic of a <laughs> of a thing this is yeah how do you make friends now is a good question especially like if you're moving to a new place like at least with us in like in Arbor and stuff we had kind of cultivated our community at least to a certain point or extent that it's still there and we can communicate and keep in touch but for people who have just moved or like just had moved you know to put down roots and everything and continue to continue to build right now not an easy feat at all yeah so I'm gonna give an x to this article yeah um there was some good stuff in there but i think it's time to move on because it doesn't look like there's much yep. in the rest <laughs> of it but we're gonna look at this next article which is four ways that friendships change in your mid to late 20s mm -hmm. and why that's okay so i like the title of this one because I think it takes a different perspective, which is something that I never even thought about is how like friendships change and how they're different in mm -hmm. your 20s. So the first way that your French, it describes friendships changing is you and your friends will see each other a lot less and it's no one's fault. Yeah, it's it's the truth. It's kind of it's the hard truth. Yeah. yeah, I think you learn to maximize the time you do have with friends. Yeah. And the time you are able to have, mm -hmm. especially right now with the pandemic. I think that we really cherish all the moments we get with friends, whether they're over FaceTime or mm -hmm. in person or social distance or whatever it is. I know yeah. that my perspective on that has been even more solidified. But yeah, I think we 
it changes the way that we engage with the time that we have. That yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. It it does it makes you kind of delve deeper into those friendships and relationships that you have. And make sure they're strong and like yeah, you make quality over quantity. You don't get to see people as much, but it's there's kind of this depth to it and. Yeah, acknowledgement of it a little bit more, which is important and that yeah, makes those friendships stronger. Yeah, our time is is constantly being competed for. Mm-hmm. And I try to be thoughtful about who I spend my time with. Yeah. You like make time for the people that matter to you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just adds another level of friendship that you maybe don't experience even, you know, in school mm-hmm. because you just like have access access to the people like around you at all times yeah um it's not like that anymore mm-hmm. yeah you actually you have to put in the effort and what you said about being mindful of who you're giving your time to is yeah really important because you want again going back to that you want to be comfortable in your friends and everything i think you want to be giving your time to somebody some friendships that like empower you make you feel good and not the ones that kind of suck the life from you that sounds so bad and so intense but you know what I mean? Those ones that like you have to really put forth yeah. the effort, not just with the planning, but being present and like not necessarily toxic relationships. But if it's not something that you feel not nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, it's just a little bit more draining than helpful or energizing. That was the word. Oh, OK. Yeah. So let's look at this next one is you'll have less friends. And that doesn't mean that you're boring, unloved or bad friend. It just means you're 28 ish. The number's <laughs> (laughs) very specific the number is very specific (laughs) i think this happened for me around 24 yeah because the thing with some of my friendships is like right after college i went into the internship in colorado and so my friends were kind of built in we were all new and thrown into this internship together i'm gonna get a little anecdotal here but it was still kind of like this college yeah like we all became friends but kind of because we had to like we had each other and that was about it and this this kind of ephemeral town people are very transitional come in and out and so i always just had people around we were literally in this little community um, up in the mountains together and then after three months people left and like new people came in and it was smaller but that those were your friends and then people more people would come in and leave and stuff like that and it just I never questioned it and I had like a, we had like a lot of friends it was a lot of energy and now that I've left again like I've found the time of like finding the friends to put energy forth to and when I got back to Michigan I finally slowed down and didn't have that community built in anymore not in a school environment but in you know still built in in that environment it was different like I was I had less friends of course I kind of started back out with like my one that was in Ann Arbor and then I had to build up from there again but I found out how to nourish friendships and find new ones and build them up and kind of build them on my own and find my people that way rather than just being thrown into a group of people and being told like these are it (laughs) and not saying that they were bad either you know yeah just not having that I think that there's real value in like friends out of convenience I know that sounds bad yeah but I don't mean it in a bad way those friendships are important to you and they serve a purpose and I care about those friends really deeply as well Mm -hmm. I do think that there is this new level of 
connection that you start to make mm-hmm. when you start to build friendships that feel like they're for life. And maybe that's like really optimistic and rosy and rose colored glasses. But I now feel like the friendships that I really choose mm-hmm. to like deepen and invest in and dedicate time to because a lot of my friends aren't even local. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see them, but I, you know, we make sure to stay in touch in different ways. I think that is another level that I didn't get to have before my 20s. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's the thing. Yeah, totally. I feel like everything I said just disvalued all my friendships from there, but that's not even true. I mean, yeah, they just, yeah, it's not that those relationships don't have their place or their value at all. They do. But it's just this transition of keeping in touch and having these long distance friendships and these different, yeah, different kind of relationships where it's not just where your people here and your people over there and all the people in between kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that kind of feeds into and goes right along with the next one, which is you'll want and need different things from your friendships than you did in your early 20s. I think we definitely have spoken to that a bit at this point, but that is that's really true there's like a depth of the relationship that's different I think and for some reason I'm thinking of this in terms of fast and slow like I feel like everything felt fast and like it had to happen in that moment like in my early 20s I don't know and it doesn't make sense like as you're aging that time seems to be going faster but you're also kind of having that desire to slow down yes at the same time and like really take in everything including like your friendships Mm -hmm. and like slow down with those relationships and those people and enjoy that time i'm just like terrified of getting to my 30s yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i'm trying to really slow down and like take stock of my 20s Mm -hmm. that also definitely goes for friendships i really feel like now that i have i don't know a little like seeds planted Mm -hmm. all around yeah like i always try to like water Mm -hmm. my friendships wherever they are because it feels like a piece of me is somewhere else yeah in a way that's like really corny and smushy but like I really think that I have a different level of appreciation for those people that I just click with and Mm -hmm. that get me and it's worth the hard parts of keeping friendships Mm -hmm. to be able to like continue those relationships even from great distances yeah I'm breathing in all of that (laughs) because yeah I think I don't know imagining those little seeds and like creating this giant ecosystem (laughs) of metaphorical roots beneath the earth I don't know it's kind of this beautiful image in my head right now I'm also just thinking of like the level of yeah fondness and admiration I have for the friends that I have right now and like, yeah, when I think of them and maybe I can let them know somehow that I'm thinking of them. I mean, I obviously could just text them, but I'm not great at texting as yeah. you realize. So Yeah, I think like, practicing gratitude with your friends is hmm. super important. And actually, this last piece of advice from this article is your friendships will require more out of you, but you'll get so much more out of them too. Yeah. And I think because there's this genuine care that goes into keeping up with your friends lives during this season and Mm -hmm. I 
like I just like want to be cheering on my friends constantly and it's hard to do that every day you don't always feel like being a cheerleader every day (laughs) and I don't think that's what anyone expects but I think that there is something to be said about going out of your way to like remind the people you care about that you care about them I think we've like really talked about like what friendships look like in your 20s and kind of our experiences with that more specifically and I think I really want to touch on I love psychology today they have some usually fun and kind of quirky things but they have this list called 10 ways to make and keep friendships as an adult and I think they actually have some good points about actions to take to make friends and also things to keep in mind at the same time so yeah I'm happy you found this article because there's like a science behind this, right? And people like study this stuff. So (laughs) we're not the experts here, but I think that we're like learning a little bit through this conversation. Um, So the first one they have here is to make it a health issue. And the opening line is solid friendships are crucial to your physical. Yes, physical health. That I didn't really ever consider, but like, is so obvious yeah i mean yeah i mean (laughs) sorry yeah it's like we're social creatures it's something we kind of forget about i think especially in this day well one right now but with so much social media and stuff we have more of the desire maybe not desire but like ability and kind of incentive to just hermit ourselves sometimes and we get stuck in these social media loop and like scrolling and it's easy to just kind of get lost in that and feel like you're quote-unquote connected when you're not really connecting with other people face to face especially if we get tired after a long day of work or something and we're just like no I'm not gonna go hang out with my friends or like you know I'm gonna just watch tv and like chat on instagram or something but I'm making it too specific but (laughs) chat on instagram does no one else do that I just want to chat it's like aim Where was I? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, it's so easy to do that, but it's not good for us to get in that screen-sucking mode. So it's seeing friends, like, admittedly, I'm so bad at this, especially since I'm a little bit more introverted, like, making plans. But once I'm in the plans, I'm like, yes, this is so good, so great. And then when I'm by myself, it's so much easier to feed into just being by myself more. And we talked about how it's good to be by yourself before, but it's also good to make sure you're making time for your friends and... Yeah, and I think another thing on this is even during this time, your social life might be virtual. Yeah. that's really real you know I had already been experienced that with long distance friendships which is Mm -hmm. a whole other thing I think that even like with that being said I found a lot of value and just having like a phone call yeah and not talking through a screen but just like Mm -hmm. talking and listening through a person's voice I don't know it's like we're like old (laughs) it's like we're old people calling each other but I found that to be like a good break from the Mm -hmm. screen cycle yeah well if you're just talking to yourself and your computer all day too yeah (laughs) talk to a real live person yeah and somebody who knows you and you can have great conversation with but yeah I think we were just talking about this earlier before recording about how we are calling people a lot more now I plan phone calls with people that I want to spend time talking to I plan Mm -hmm. it when I'm gonna be driving a lot yeah I don't know it's nice to like be able to have a phone call that doesn't have a time limit too yeah that can just like exist 
for wh- however long it needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be terrified of talking to people on the phone. And now that I, that's my preferred mode of communication most of the time. Same. There's yeah. something endearing about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, you can actually hear their voice and hear their inflection. And you can hear people's smiles through their speech. Yeah. When we, <laughs> I work in a nonprofit, so we like make donor phone calls. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things we tell people is you need to smile yeah. while you're making those phone calls because mm-hmm. people can hear it. Yeah, it is true. And, I, and I've noticed that more and more and that's something. Yeah. So if you're listening to this after the episode, maybe like call a friend. Yeah. Such a good idea. You should call a friend. So number two on the psychology today list <laughs> is embrace quality and ditch quantity, which we talked about kind of briefly already. It's not about like having all these people in your life and you're keeping on your toes and make sure you're like guarding your energy in those yeah. spaces, I think is what's important because mm-hmm. I know I am like naturally inclined to like put my all into every friendship and everything. Mm-hmm. every moment but sometimes it's okay to recognize if that someone's not doing that for you like you can match that energy yeah um you don't need to <laughs> i don't know i think it's it's hard but it's okay to kind of like let some friendships fall to the wayside if they're not serving you the way that you need to be served in a friendship and that's not to say anything bad about another person or anything either sometimes it's just not you know yeah not meshing anymore and it's your energy is just not feeding off of their energy and vice versa you know and it can't sometimes it can be a friend you had for a while and it just kind of you know it maybe it's just a time difference or transition and that's okay but it's it's definitely hard to acknowledge and then because you really want that quality time and that you can't like we were talking about earlier you don't have a lot of time to give anymore so you really have to kind of find where that quality time lies rather than having a lot that's taking a lot of energy (laughs) yeah and i think on that note this next one which is to ride out transitions i think that is a major part of being in your 20s is very transitional Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of my friends are all over the place and in where they are in life Mm -hmm. where they are geographically what is going on in their world Mm -hmm. and the friends that i choose to like really invest in and take the time to hear all those updates and like really keep up with where they're at Mm -hmm. i think that's really valuable um and it helps i think i learn a lot from that too a friend can also like go in a different direction and come back yeah i've definitely experienced that and Mm -hmm. i know that i've done that in different regards too and so i think that sometimes like space is needed and don't be like too hard on your friends if they disappear for a little while you know you know don't be too hard on yourself if you disappear for a while either like People come back and it's not always a bad thing or on. Yeah. And most likely it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. Yeah. It's all just, you know, life is always moving and changing. And sometimes it just moves people away for a little bit, but it can always move them back. You know, if it's good friend, then (laughs) it'll happen organically. And yeah, toxicity is a different thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Not talking about toxic relationships. (laughs) Toxic friends are not invited to this party. No. They can take a Y or take an L. Is that what it is? I don't know what the kids are saying. Isn't Drake saying that or something? 
<laughs> why? Yes. No. What's his name? Oh my gosh. It was like big. Like, <laughs> like last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Gabrielle's done. <laughs> She's been cut off. <laughs> Stop me now. Um, I like this next one, which is to expect and even embrace a false start <laughs> oh, with a friendship. Yes. Which, like, true. That has happened many a time. Yeah. I like what this says. Would you expect to marry the first person you ever dated? I mean... Hell no. I mean, (laughs) most of the time, no. No. (laughs) It happens. It happens. Not to me. (laughs) Or me. (laughs) And thank God it didn't happen Yeah, that would be... That would be horrible. Rough times. Um, But I think... I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person who I, like, see every possible future oh oh my god <laughs> i thought it was just me being crazy no, no. okay no i totally do no. it's like you know the stranger on the subway i always wonder like mm-hmm. is that the per- you know oh, i don't know always <laughs> but um okay so i think we went through some good lists or maybe not so good lists about tips and kind of general ideas of how to make friends in your 20s in this weird time in our life yeah, Google Google had some good insights and also some not so good <laughs> insights. Yeah. With that being said, I think it might be good to talk about how we've actually made friends in our 20s and what our friend group kind of looks like now or our community. We touched on it within these tips, but I think it'd be good to kind of go through that and yeah. story time it a little bit. Sure. Tara, do you want to talk a little bit like how have you made friends in the real world now and also what problems have come up? There are different pieces to this story, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to like take the the pieces that maybe are gonna be helpful. Yeah. So, after I graduated college, my first job was in Miami, Florida, and Miami was a really hard place to make friends. And that was also when I learned how hard it was to be in like post college in your 20s somewhere. And my first year really kind of sucked at like even trying like I didn't I didn't really do anything to try to build community for myself. I think that I thought I kept thinking like, oh, it's gonna come to me. Yeah. And it sort of did. But it came to me because I got lucky basically in my second year in Miami I we had a coworker join our staff team that I ended up really like bonding with and getting close with and together we actually like had conversations about how hard it is to make friends mm-hmm. and we I just remember this one night that we were like up really late and we were just talking it was one of the first times we hung out and her and I were like how do we make friends here like what do we do to make friends and we like kind of made a plan um, about how to like build community for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And part of it was, you know, showing up to events. Yeah. I think that there are tons of like young professionals events in all different kinds of spaces. And we like forced ourselves to do that because I think I I found it hard to like make it happen. I think it, it helped to have like an accountability buddy almost mm-hmm. to be like, okay, we're going to go to this thing together. And it made it, it made it a lot easier, but 
I think going to events really helped us and we started to build a community from there. And I think that that's also around the time where I realized that my close friends didn't need to be like physically near me necessarily. And I started to really work on fostering the friendships that I had built in the past that Mm -hmm. weren't just like convenient anymore. And I, I really started putting time into catching up with friends who were living in different places than me because I think that even though we couldn't necessarily hang out in person all the time those relationships are nourishing and important when it's the right people and so that's something that I realized in that time as well and that was a shift and then those are people that I would like visit if I was going to travel like I would go see those people you know that that were my friends and that I was really keeping in touch with from the distance and so it was like something exciting to look forward to when I did get to travel. What about you? Yeah, so I think I kind of touched, I'm just putting it all together. Yeah, I think I really didn't learn how to make friends properly, like on my own, by my own accord, until this past year, to be honest. I mean, I had my friends from college. Um, I still have some friends from high school and everything that have kind of grown with me. And then right after college, I went into that community that I was kind of talking about with the internships. But yeah, like you said, my friends were just kind of built in and I got lucky and I did find some really good friends within that community. But I didn't really have to go anywhere or do anything and try that hard to have people around and like build that community in that way. So I finally kind of realized how building the community outside of that is different and difficult and not just being like friends with who you're placed with, but kind of finding your people takes time time and it takes effort and it's a lot (laughs) different and yeah a lot of false starts I think is something that yeah but I think I finally started to as I said this was a transitional place so a lot of my friends that I had made like left and that that I have gone and visited them now and like gotten to see different places that I've never been to before just to spend time with these people that mean a lot to me um, and have impacted my life a lot but then when I got back to Michigan it was weird I was living alone again and didn't have friends and at workspace it was hard for me to make friends at work I think partially just because most people were already so rooted and I was somewhat rooted in that I had a couple friends from college around but I was looking still kind of to find my place in my community there and um, we'd talk about things at work but everyone's just kind of on their own space in a way so I ended up making a lot of my friends by going to the local climbing gym (laughs) was how I kind of did that I went to there was a like you said events there was a woman's climb meetup and only two other girls and I showed up to it and but we all became friends and we started this snapchat group called adults of Ann Arbor with no friends Is what we called it because we had all kind of just moved there and were looking for friendship and it was just kind of serendipitous and then this snapchat just grew and grew and usually I don't use snapchat that often either it was just kind of this funny thing it's now this huge conglomerate of like 20 plus people or something and I don't even know everyone in it anymore but um we kind of built off of that like one of my friends has her boyfriend so we are all friends now and then we extended to another friend and it's just now we do have kind of this smaller communities within that larger community that I like to um we spend time with and we 
started to branch out from going outside of the gym to actually hang out and spend time doing other things. And I think that's the part also that was touched on some of these tips and everything too, is to, you have to put in that effort and not just like, we'll meet up at the gym, but also like, hey, do you want to maybe go out for drinks sometime or like do a different activity together to like expand that friendship into a friendship instead of just a climbing buddy? You know, there's kind of these different categories, but I think I do definitely have climbing buddies and friends and good friends. I don't know. I feel, yeah. So I made a lot of my friends through the gym, but I also, I think the part about being in Michigan that's nice is I have friends like across the state that are good friends of mine. So I can kind of branch off from there. I meet their friends and become friends with them or met you at work. And that was actually my first work friendship. I think that was successful (laughs) instead of me struggling through the awkwardness of asking people if they want to go for a drink or not. And yeah. Yeah. I think work friendships are not to be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. I think that work friendships have a lot of potential to be like really deep and good friendships and it depends on your workplace yeah you know it might just not make sense for the demographic of your workplace Mm -hmm. I when I'm looking at jobs I always think about who I'm going to be surrounded by and if I could see myself being friends with those people Mm -hmm. because you spend so much of your time with the people you work with yeah more than your family more than your cat more (laughs) um, more than you know more than a lot of people in your life and so you know it's not always possible Mm -hmm. but if you can I definitely highly recommend thinking through that as um as you're looking at jobs and seeing if that's like that's something to consider when you're looking Mm -hmm. at your workplace yeah just and it goes back to that not trying to fit yourself into it but like really assessing if a community is something you'd like to be a part of not just like if they'll have you kind of thing it might be (laughs) this might be really unprofessional advice (laughs) but I I come from like the nonprofit workplace world to Mm -hmm. be fair so this might not work in the corporate world but again like a big chunk of our friend group that connects us Mm -hmm. all work at the same place yeah so I guess it can go corporate or nonprofit mm-hmm. or education or wherever you're at. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's almost more professional as you should be. I think it'd be better to be friends with the people that you work with, right? It just creates a better environment and easier communication and yeah, rather than the surface level that happens on certain professional quote unquote, I don't know, relationships. <laughs> I need, yeah, I need to be more. <laughs> so I feel like we covered the mm-hmm. second one a little bit. Yeah. Do we want to talk about maybe friendships during the pandemic? Yeah, I think that's a good point because friendships right now look very different than they did before and especially making friends and if you're in a new space that can be really hard I think some of the advice is similar I have made connections through just showing up to like virtual events and things like that yeah and if you can identify what that space might look like for whatever community you're looking to be a part of you might find people for Mm -hmm. example I went to a virtual zoom event that one of my friends was hosting and I met on that call, her friend who mm-hmm. happens to work on podcasts. <laughs> and so I then reached out to that person as we've been working on starting this podcast to get some advice. And, you know, I think that if I had not showed up at that event, I would have never met that human, never made that new connection. And now I can like pretty much confidently say that whenever I visit LA, that's someone that I'm going to like say hi to. And yeah. that's cool. Like that's the start of a new friendship that I was able to accomplish during a pandemic. 
Yeah, that's impressive. I'm trying to honestly think if I have accomplished any new friendships during the pandemic. You could talk about like how you nourished your existing friendships. Yeah, that is true. I have, especially right when the pandemic hit, when we started going into quarantine, specifically in the US, I really started reaching out to those friends that I wasn't able to see as much a lot more. And I was having a lot more Zoom calls and virtual coffee dates and stuff, even with a friend of a friend that I met when I visited her in Minnesota, I like had a couple coffee dates with him and that was really nice to catch up and like see how he was doing even though I had just met him a few months ago and hadn't really hadn't really had the chance to really catch up after we had met and hung out and I even finally got to learn how to play D&D but just virtually and that was a really fun time. I have a friends group that is made up of two of my friends from high school but we weren't like really close in high school, we just we met one of my best friends and I met up with them when we went out in Kalamazoo one time when she was living there and we just happened to like run into them and then hung out the rest of the night until like 6 a.m. we were just playing euchre. (laughs) I actually don't know how to play euchre. You don't know how to play euchre? Oh my gosh we need to learn how to play euchre. That's like the true Michigander like initiation. (laughs) I know. All right that's on our to-do list is (laughs) euchre. Virtual euchre is a thing. Okay. We've done it. Yeah but this friend group this is a funny story. We met them when we were out and about and we stayed out to like well no we didn't stay out we went back to our houses and just hung out but then we ended up creating a group chat and just like this happened at the beginning of 2019 and so then it just or like summer 2019 and we just kept it going with these like absurd group chats and virtual hangouts and we'd hang out every now and then and um, one of them moved to Grand Rapids and helped when my other friend moved to Grand Rapids and so it's just one of these things that you just don't think about and kind of branches out but I actually don't remember oh we got invited to one of their birthday parties like shortly after this initial meeting and my friend Hannah and I went to the dollar store because we didn't get him a present because we didn't know him that well at that point we were like we got to get him a present so we just stuffed a bunch of stuff in like a bag you know at the dollar store at the dollar store is the best thing. <laughs> And we couldn't find, like, a good card. We grabbed a card that was, like, happy birthday, dad. (laughs) We wrote all in it and put it away, um, gave it to him. And so then he became the dad of the group. And our group chat was ceremoniously named Daddy's Girls. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But in a ironic like, <laughs> we were all weird kind of way and and it has since gone through transitions of being renamed uh i think we were on father's ladies last let me see what we're on at this point because after D, this is the group that i played D with and everything but it's just one of those things that it, it has been everlasting and um we've all moved across the country now by this point Oh, it's it's now be your own daddy. Nice. Yeah, that's a it, good one. I, I don't even I can't really explain <laughs> the evolution. It's it's been great though. I think okay. I'm gonna also tell this just while we're on story time. I'm gonna tell the story of how I met my best friend because mm-hmm. sometimes I find I found that the best friendships I had are really unexpected. And also, I sometimes don't like the person at first when I first meet them. Yeah, I've, I've had that experience before. Yeah. It, I don't, it's so strange, but it, it's kind of one of the best relationships to form. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what Hannah and I were in. It was my senior year, my second semester senior year, and we were in the same like, 400 level installation class in art school. And uh, I didn't know her at all. She came up to me at the beginning of class and I had my wristband or my hairband on my wrist. And she came up to me and she was like, oh, I forgot a hair tie today. Do you mind if I borrow yours? And I was like, sure, sure thing. Let me give it to you. So I did. And next thing I know, we're going to the wood shop. 
She knew we were going to the wood shop. I didn't. I had really long hair and you're not allowed in the wood shop without your hair tied up. So I'm sitting there trying to knot my hair into <laughs> into a bun on my head or something because I, so I can actually participate and like be in the wood shop because I have no other hair tie. None of the other girls had an extra hair tie at that point and I was too... I just couldn't ask for it back from her. And... <laughs> And so we're sitting there and I'm just like fuming slightly the whole time. We're like, why did I give her my hair tied? She knew it. No, no, no. And then it was so funny. And she gave it back to me at the end of class, of course. I'm like, yeah, no problem. And this class is also like a six hour chunk of time. It was a really fun one. But and then the next time we come into class, she's talking to me and I'm still kind of irritated about it. And, and then she just sits down with me at lunch every single day for the whole time. And at first I'm a little bit cold. To her. <laughs> and then over time, we just we bonded over. She started singing Black Water by the Doobie Brothers one day. And I don't And then I started singing along with her and we were like, OK, this is gonna be fine <laughs> I don't know we started bonding over the silliest things and I didn't actually like hate her or anything it was just this weird little chip on my shoulder about <laughs> the hair tie and we always laugh and she'll never let me forget that I didn't like her at first because she took my hair tie but, yeah I think yeah. that says a lot to the idea of false starts with friendships too mm -hmm. because that's like the false start was like you thought <laughs> that yeah. you didn't like her but you know ultimately like ended up being very good friends mm -hmm. and I think that can also happen in the the other way around where you like really think you like someone and then you find out you don't and I think that's really okay yeah I think that it is okay if you and someone you thought you were gonna be friends with don't end up meshing mm -hmm. I don't think they'll take it personally like yeah yeah no sorry I was just gonna say I think it is that thing where you have to put forth the effort but also not force yes something to happen when it's not going to happen mm -hmm. organically yeah but yeah do you have a good false start story oh man probably <laughs> Yeah, but I can't tell it. <laughs> okay. Um, just in case, just in case they listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think that we've covered a lot though. Yeah. On, on friendships and maybe it's time to, to close out. Yeah. We'd love to hear how you have and have not made friends in your twenties or if you have anything else you'd like to add to the conversation, feel free to do so. You can follow us on, on Instagram and email us at podsavemy20s. Everything's at podsavemy20s. And 20s is always 20s. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that email is at Gmail. <laughs> yes. Gmail. What other, do people use AOL anymore? <laughs> Yahoo? I don't know, but <laughs> I feel like you have to still be specific about what email No, you're, <laughs> platform to you're, you're totally on. right. I just, in my head, I was like, yeah, just email us. <laughs> we'll put it in like the description you can follow it there instead of trying to type it into but yeah that's it for this week i think i think our last few brain cells of the night are having a hard time so yeah it's time to log off yeah uh stay hydrated yes stay hydrated stay hydrated and we will see you next week yeah goodbye bye <laughs> <laughs>